Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. All right, go ahead. Are you ordering a pizza? No, we're not ordering a pizza. Oh, man. Bummer. There's bagels, there's rice cakes, there's peanut butter. Oh, rice cakes, yes. Bacon. Bacon. There's cereal. I've been doing it all week. There's salad. I did eat three chicken breasts. Wow. And they were not full chicken breasts. Three chicken breasts, huh? They were, I mean, they were, they weren't anything to brag about, you know? It was probably like six chicken strips if you were to combine them. Oh. That's nothing. What's better than this? Guys, news here on the DraftKings Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from And we are your hosts here on this edition of the DraftKings Podcast. Very excited to continue our series today, picking our ultimate teams. If we were trying to complete a roster, a starting lineup, if you will, based on the players in one respective division, that being the NFC East. So Dallas Cowboy fans, welcome to the show, as well as the Super Bowl champion Eagles fans, Redskins, Giants, and all football fans alike. And Kyle, welcome to the show as well. Yeah, NFC East, my ultimate team. Uh, Joe, I do need to give you a disclaimer and a warning. I did not speak with you about this on the pre-show, but... I am going to the gym as soon as we are done with this recording. So I've just taken two scoops of C4 pre-workout, and this episode's going to get a little weird. I just want to let you know right off the bat. Do you think this is a little early for the pre-workout? I mean, there's no such thing. Okay. Listen, I can if I'm going to the gym and working out at 7 a.m. That pre-workout's getting popped at six uh, 6:30. So. These usually take us about 30 minutes to record, so I'm hoping I don't get hit with the first wave of the energy before we're off the air. Otherwise, I apologize, but you're going to have to bear the brunt of it. 
Uh, well, we've all been warned, and you are something <laughs> on your energy resources, man. Caffeine, the C4, the uh, the monsters. I mean, you are. Have uh, you ever had C4? You are. No. Oh no. my! I I want the next time we're together, I want you to have a scoop of C4. Okay. Okay. Because right, I've provide... I've seen how crazy you get when you're feeling oh, up and you get hyper, and. Oh, you with C4 is just going to be a, a wonderful experience for me to sit back and watch transpire. Well, I'll be, I'll be glad to deliver the best I can. Um, Kyle, you know what? I fell asleep watching some CFL football to kind of yes. like shift gears. But, yes. but, uh, interesting night last night. Uh, the recording this on Saturday. So it's Friday night, the double header. Um, I know you have some CFL takes we can get to real quick. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, let this serve as a lesson for the BC Lions. Okay, they lost this game to Edmonton, forty-one to twenty-two, and this team dominated the first twenty-five minutes of this football game, and they kicked four field goals in the first half, and they missed two of them. Well, in the final minutes of the first half, Edmonton rips off fifteen unanswered points and is winning going into halftime. So, Joe, what is the moral of the story here? Field goals are for losers. Field goals are for losers. If you are a less talented team, you're gifted turnovers and playing on the plus side of the field, and you're playing with house money, don't kick the field goals. Don't kick long field goals in those situations. This field goal kicker missed two field goals between 20, or 35 and 45 yards out. You convert one of them to a touchdown, you get more points than you would have got with both field goals combined anyway, which, by the way, you came away with one point on because they kicked the ball and it missed the uprights but went out the back of the end zone. So, Joe, we learned last week that's a CFL rule. Any free kick that ends out of the back of the end zone is a point. Yes. So you I, know what CFL rule I learned this week? Uh, you have to line up a, a yard <laughs> off the line of scrimmage as the defensive team. <laughs> If yeah, it, it's good to know. If it's, it's good to know, I'm watching the short yardage play, and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you guys may want to line up a little closer. And I took to Twitter and, and quickly learned that I was in the wrong and didn't know the rule. Well, I don't understand. If it's third and th- like third and two or second and two, I'm running quarterback sneaks every single time. You should. You every get a yard time. running start. Yeah, it's so advantageous for the run game, and I think. Look, I'm still very new with CFL, still learning this thing. But I'm thinking if you have some type of a dynamic running back and, and some dudes up front that can create some push, that can really take over a, a game where it's, you know, you have all this space to cover, you have that advantage, and you have, th- you know, you only have three downs as, as opposed to four, you know. So I think it's I think it's kind of known as a passing lead, but if you can really have that bell cow back, I think it could be a game changer. So, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot here before we move on. I just thought of this question while we were talking about this. If you could take one college coach and put them in the CFL and say that that's going to be a great offense to play at the next level, do you have a name that comes to mind for you? Uh, Mike Gundy. Yeah, I was going to say Dana Holgerson. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they're the same thing, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Very similar coaches. Yep. The game, same trick there, so. So, I mean, that, that space, the field, and you know, West Virginia and Oklahoma State both have uh, some, some springy runners, if you will. Justice Hill obviously being 
kind of a headliner running back prospect for next year for Oklahoma State. And, you know, his his short area movement skills, I think that would be a perfect embodiment of what you're talking about as far as space the field, make them cover, thin out the box. You got the defensive line a yard off the line of scrimmage. Just go to town, man. Yeah, I would. Just really go to town. So, uh, I'd love to play offensive line in that. Yeah, man. right? A few extra steps and freaking blow people out of the way. So pour one out for the BC Lions. Their losing mentality last night means I will not be rooting for the BC Lions as I search for a team to formally root for, oh, which is a shame because those, those uniforms are sharp. But you're going to kick you're going to kick four field goal attempts in the first half against a m- much more talented team on the road, off of turnovers and plus territory as the starting position of the field including one of the field goals that they did kick was from the six-yard line. That great. Not ideal. So and that's what in, in the CFL, that's like a, what, like a 12-yard field goal? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, boy. So field goals are for losers. I'm out on the BC Lions. Kyle, remind people of the concept here before we make our picks for the NFC East. Yeah, so the My Ultimate Team series that we're running through, we did the AFC East with our last show. I'm doing the NFC East today. Joe and I are drafting for one season, the 2018 season, our ultimate team picking strictly from the player pool of a specific division. So today, the NFC East, we're picking... For the 2018 season, who our ultimate team would be, what that would look like out of the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, and the New York Football Giants. Shall we? Let's do this thing. All right, Kyle. Quarterback, I'm Carson Wentz. Are you there or are you you going with somebody else? Well, I think this answer might surprise you a little bit, Joe. If it's not Carson Wentz, I'm surprised. It's Carson Wentz, yeah. I mean, you can't (laughs) pick anybody else. Let's be honest. Uh, I I thought about teasing Alex Smith, but I just couldn't even get it halfway out of my mouth with a straight face before I got on the the horn with you. So there was no way I was going to pull it off in the show. Alex Smith's a fine NFL quarterback. He is a fine NFL quarterback. If you like so kicking I think field think goals. He, well, look. I, Uh-oh. Well, you can, <laughs> oh, you can do worse than – as somebody who's been in quarterback purgatory for a long, long time. Yes. I yearn for a player like Alex Smith. Uh, okay, so Carson Wentz clearly the, quarter, the quarterback. Running back, I think this could be interesting because there's choices here. Yeah. Uh, should, should I take first, first lead here? Yeah. You have lead. We'll kind of alternate here. Uh, I'm torn between two guys. I'm torn between Ezekiel Elliott because he has proven that he can play at an extremely high level at the highest level and Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley is, in my jurisdiction, the most talented running back prospect that I've seen come out of the NFL draft process. Uh, He is the most talented running back in my jurisdiction that we've seen in quite some time. Uh, come through the NFL draft in general. So uh, I'm going to trust my gut here. I'm going to select Saquon Barkley here. A little bit less mileage on him, doesn't have some of the -the off-the-field questions. Uh, I think he's a superb talent, and for those reasons, you can give me Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I debated it in my head. Same two guys, and and I settled on Barkley as well. And it it just comes down to, I think – both extremely physically gifted 
But Barkley, I, he's just a cut above. And then you think about the infrastructure of the offense that we're creating, right, the best players in this division and the offensive line that we're about to assemble. Uh, it, it's it's just a recipe for those physical traits dominating. And not to say Zeke wouldn't have been a good pick, but Barkley, I feel comfortable given his, his gifts and, and the structure of this offense. How pissed off do you think Dallas Cowboys fans are right now? Oh, Ah, uh, yeah, we're they've done. Pro- they've we're probably done. turned off the the show. Yeah, well, the, when we get to the offensive line, uh, we'll bounce back, I yes, think. Yes, please stay with us, Dallas, we promise. <laughs> we're coming back around into your good graces, <laughs> I guarantee it. Wide receiver one, Joe, who you got? Uh, can, can I, I like to give it in, th- in a, in a oh, trio. Oh, you want to give the whole group? Yeah, because I, I, I think about complementary skill sets and, and that type of thing. Okay. And so I have okay. three. So okay. if, if I if I may, you certainly may. That's fine with me. All right, my trio of receivers. Oh, this is going to piss you off. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Give me Jamison Crowder in the slot. I I think you have you have catch point guy in Jeffrey. You got to do everything guy in Beckham who can stretch the field and beat man coverage. And then you have Crowder, who I think has just tremendous ball skills and a good route runner, and he can win at all three levels of the field. So I like the diversity of that group. And uh, now you can tell me about why you hate me because I don't have Nelson Aguilar as one yeah, of those three. I mean, two out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, prototypical ex-possession receiver. Odell Beckham has the vertical abilities, but he also has enough versatility as a player that you can play him – in the slot. You could play him outside. He could pee on the line of scrimmage and be press coverage. So he's kind of your alpha receiver. Uh, typically, your X is your possession. Your Z is your, your speedy vertical guy. Odell can fill that role plenty fine, but he can also be the volume receiver that you run your passing offense through. And then I was torn between Sterling Shepard and Nelson Aguilar, but let's call a spade a spade here, Joe. Nelly is my dude. So I am taking mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar who in year three experienced a career revival and, and really showed some of the physical abilities that he had and put on display at USC. So Aguilar, I think, a really exciting slot receiver specifically. Uh, he is a little leaner. He doesn't do well against press coverage. But you get him matched up with safeties and nickel corners, and he's going to eat you up. He showed great burst after the catch. And if we're playing a lot of the, the – uh, RPO looks that are really popular in the league right now. Nelson on the slant off the RPO is one of Philly's most potent big play combinations last year. So I'm going to take Nelson Aguilar as my, my slot receiver. It, it, what's interesting from those comments, Kyle, is it sounds like Sterling Shepard was your alternate there at slot with, I guess, Crowder being somewhere behind that. Yeah, he's, he's he was a distant third. I mean, he's I – mean, I wasn't a, a big fan of, of Crowder coming out. I respect what he's been able to do. But I think his production is more of a byproduct of the other pass catchers in Washington more than it is anything else. So I think there's more talented players that are more limited with their roles in the NFL because of their teammates around them and the way their offenses are structured. Tight end, Kyle. Uh, I guess you have the lead here. Yeah, Um Man, this this was my hardest offensive position to select. Blake Jarwin, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Man, we are really, really pissing off Dallas right now. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, no. 
Jeff Swaim, Rico Gathers, or Blake Jarwin is not my choice for tight end. Uh, I was torn pretty hard between Evan Ingram and Zach Ertz. But ultimately, uh, I, I think Zach Ertz's body of work speaks volumes. He's still a younger player. Um, so I'm going to lean Zach Ertz and go ahead and take him over a little bit more of a true receiver in, in a, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I went with Ertz as well, Kyle, and I think about how he fits into this offense that we built kind of similarly with the receivers. And just I feel like I have all the field-stretching ability I need with my receivers, and Zach Ertz is just so dominant in the red zone. And I just think he rounds out this skill set of weapons uh, pretty well. Good enough blocker. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate Jordan Reed's never, like, fully healthy because yeah, I think right? he – he probably deserves to be in this conversation, but I don't think anybody can trust that guy to be on the field. No, no. Um, so to summarize, through skill players, we have one different position and, it's, and one different pick, and it's our slot receiver. Yeah, Crowder for me and uh, Aguilar for you. I think we're going to see some variation here in this on the offensive line? line group. I do. Oh, I, do. I, I think, think it's there's some – clear. It's you think clear it's a clear cut? I think there's more talent in here. I think there's room for us to pick differently. There is, but I think there's just the right thing to do. Okay. How do you want to do this? you want to go tackles interior or just... Let's do tackles interior. Yeah, I'll let you take tackles first, and then I'll take interior group. All right. Um, So I'd be very surprised if we're different here, but that's fine. Uh, My tackles, Tyron Smith on the left side, Trent Williams on the right side. Those dudes are... Uh, they're dynamic blockers. I mean, they, they get out in space. They, they can shut down the best pass rushers in the NFL. They move bodies in, in the run game. I mean, watching Tyron Smith, uh, what he can do reaching down uh, the line of scrimmage, reaching landmarks that are rare, he's just a rare talent. And I think, I mean, that that tackle duo might be as good as any pairing that we come out with across any of these divisions. So we are different here. Go with Lane Johnson. I'm going with Lane Johnson on the right-hand side. Okay. But Tyron Smith at left tackle, absolutely. Oh, Trent Williams is out for you. I, he's really good. <laughs> but if it's one year and we're all the same, with we're assuming health, right? Yeah. Tyron Smith is a unicorn, dude. And Lane Johnson, I got a hat tip to him because I wasn't crazy about him coming out. In 2013, obviously, I, w- I wasn't doing this in a, a professional capacity back then, but I remember watching him and obviously a superbly athletic guy and uh, his growth as a player and, and you know his effectiveness for the Philadelphia Eagles is something that I've seen quite a lot of, obviously living right here, and I've grown to really appreciate what Lane Johnson is as a player and his, his personal development. So I'll go Tyron Smith and Lane Johnson. I think the re- that what you said there in terms of this being a one-year thing, that's what gravitated me towards Trent Williams. Sure, because he's the oldest out of the three. Right, right. Uh, good, good trio of tackles. I mean, we can debate it, but it's splitting hairs. Uh, I certainly – and I think Trent Williams is special. Um, okay, uh, you lead off on the interior. Yes. Um, okay, so we're obviously going to start with John Jerry, right? John Jerry comes up in these podcasts more than any, more than he really should. You know, if I get any chance in the world to swing on John Jerry, 
as a football player, not as a person, but as a football player, I am going to take it a million times out of a million. I know it. It's kind of no like questions me and Rex asked. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> uh, okay, so for this offensive line group, Zach Martin, offensive guard, no brainer. I believe he just signed what, what was it? The richest interior offensive line contract in football. Uh, very well deserved. I'm going to go with my other offensive guard. I'm going with Brandon Scherf. Uh, I'll figure out which one of those guys is playing on the left-hand side. I really don't care. They're both listed on their death charts as right guards. But uh, we'll make it work with that much talent. I think we'll be just fine. And, Joe, I think this is going to surprise you, but I'm actually going with Jason Kelsey over Travis Frederick, who I know is one of your favorite offensive linemen because you ooze about him every time we talk about him. But I'm going with Jason Kelsey. Uh, His performance down the stretch for the Philadelphia Eagles last year was superb. He really makes that zone rushing offense tick for the Philadelphia Eagles inside. Uh, There are other other guards there being Stefan Wisniewski and Brandon Brooks, good players in their own right. But Jason Kelsey's really the linchpin of that, and I like that mobility he's going to afford me for zone concepts in the running game. Wow. If you thought Dallas Cowboys fans were pissed, they're pissed now. I picked, two, I picked two Cowboys on my line. Yeah, but there's three. You got to pick. Travis Frederick's the best center in the NFL. Uh, so he's my center, obviously. I, I think he does everything Kelsey can do. Uh, I don't. I mean, I just I, – I'm surprised. And Redskins fans should be mad at you two because you, let, you went with Aguilar over Crowder. You went with Lane Johnson over Trent Williams. So, Redskins fans. Uh, they got Brandon Scherf. Uh, yeah, because, look, I'm just saying Redskins fans, Cowboys fans, the new Twitter handle for, for Kyle is grinding the tape. And let him hear about it, please. Uh, so, yeah, I have Travis Frederick as my center, and our guards uh, are, are the same. Zach Martin, best guard in the NFL, and Brandon Scherf, who is a freaking stud. Uh Dude, that dude kicks ass all over the field. I mean, one on one. If you, I mean, he's the he's the one offensive lineman I think on the interior that I think if I just needed a yard and I needed to pick one offensive lineman yeah. in the NFL to to, to get it, <laughs> I, I'm running behind Scherf. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's just a an beast. ass kicker. He is a beast. Yeah. Um, so is that, that's the offense. That's the um, offense. We so we had we three had, different. Yeah, eight similar, three different, two offensive linemen, and our slot receiver. This is a really good offensive line division as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it is, with the exception of the Giants. You're right. Right. <laughs> the exception of the Giants. Will Hernandez maybe will help them out, but, I mean, Pugue and Richburg were, were big losses for them this offseason. Yeah, no doubt. Season. Really think, overpaid Nate Solder. I think if you if you put Will Hernandez in the AFC East, does he make your line? Instead of, <laughs> instead of the NFC East? Because, like, I looked at him and I was like, man, like, I would imagine in some of the other divisions across the league, I would give him consideration to be one of my five. But not in this division. No. No. Too good. So you want to do edge and then interior on the, to start yeah. off defensive side? Yeah. Um, is it my lead on this? It is your lead on this. Okay. My edge. Demarcus Lawrence. I think we saw – Last year, what he's capable of, really good hands, man, really good hands. And uh, his vision was just outstanding 
last year as well. Ryan Kerrigan on the other side. I mean, underrated football player, probably just quietly out there having a, a terrific career. Let me see if I, if I have some numbers on him. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, 71 and a half sacks in seven years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's had less than seven and a half in a single season, has he? <laughs> just quietly out yeah, there having a great terrific. So uh, that's who I settled on for meds. There's some other contenders. I, I had a hard time leaving off Michael Bennett, uh, who's on the Eagles. Um, but other than that, I thought those two were the best. Yeah, I, I gave some consideration to Bennett, Graham, and Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately think you did pick the best two guys. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously the explosion that he had. And he's going to be motivated again this year, Joe. Because he's yeah. on the, he's on the, the franchise tag. Yeah, so he's going to come have, on over to Buffalo after this year if you want. Dude, I'll tell you what, Jihad Ward looked good in that video. You saw that video, right? I did. Jihad, he's got a big chance. They need him. Yeah. Who's he working with? He's working with the uh, – is it Deion Barnes, the Penn State blowout? I I don't know. Uh, he, his coach is uh, one of the Penn State pass rushing busts over the last couple years. So he's been working with him, and there was a video, if you guys missed it, uh, of him uh, doing some hand technique work. And that's really exciting. Uh, Dallas is kind of in an interesting spot with with some of the the personnel issues that they have with availability at the start of the year. And David Irving getting suspended four games. So they're going to need a guy like Jihad Ward or Taco Charlton to really step up and take the pressure off of Demarcus Lawrence. And it's really exciting to see Jihad Ward uh, back with Rod Marinelli, where he looked like a, a really solid player there at the Senior Bowl working with Marinelli. So now he's got his hands on him uh, full-time here, uh, a player that should, you know, I know he's not really part of this conversation, but a guy that should have a good year and, and really, you know, I can see his career starting to ascend a bit here. Yeah, uh, I believe the word we're looking for is giggity, because that's <laughs> that's going to be nice. Uh, okay, so we had mutual guys on the edge. Uh, there's some tough choices on the interior here too, Joe. Uh, but I'm going to stay with a true base four-man front. And for that reason, I'm taking Damon Harrison as my nose tackle, and I'm taking Fletcher Cox as my three technique. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Boom. that's a perfect that's a perfect plug three tech uh, in a four-man front combination. Harrison doesn't give you much against the pass, but he's the best run-stopping defensive tackle in the NFL, and Fletcher Cox is just a transcendent player that he's a load. He's just a freaking load. He can get up the field. He can do anything. And uh, I love that pairing for an interior uh, duo. This is that. I mean, that's a scary defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence, Ryan Kerrigan, Damon Harrison, and, and Fletcher Cox. And it's it's a there's a lot of good options here. We we settled on the same four, so and we have a representative from each of the four teams, too. So there's no reason for anybody to be pissed off at us for our but, defensive but wait, line that, picking. That's not fun though. Okay, so who is pissed off at us? Which fan base is okay, looking who, at us right now? Who's the who's the <laughs> fifth defensive lineman that got slighted out of here? Who's mad? Who's mad? Um, jeez, I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm not sure. There's a great answer. I mean, if you want to go off upside, like maybe Jonathan Allen. John Allen, yeah, Redskins. First, yeah, I don't that, know. That's going to be a scary defensive line, too. Got some good names there. When they got their outside linebackers walked up on the line, you're going to have Kerrigan, Allen, Deron Payne, Stacy McGee, and Preston Smith as the five-man front. 
Ziggy Hood's there, too. Ziggy Hood is there, too. Not a bad player. Uh, yeah, so, I guess maybe the Redskins fans are mad at us, but nobody could be too mad. No, I mean, you, if you're pissed off for that, you need to sit down and reassess your weekend because it's, I think there's a clear-cut group that makes a ton of sense from a personnel decision on that defensive line. Linebackers, on the other hand. Yeah. Joe, the, the, right. the floor is yours because I knew you had a real hard time with this group. Yeah, I had. I was picking my last linebacker. Uh, right before we decided to start this podcast, so um, here, here it is. The one that I, the one that I thought was the easiest was Nigel Bradham at one of my spots. I'll probably play him. I guess you could play him at really any spot. He's pretty interchangeable. You're going to play him on the bench to start the year. Well, look, we'll get through week one and we'll be fine. <laughs> Nigel Bradham does something stupid every off season. He misses a couple games, and then you just realize he's a, he's an outstanding player. Really thrives with Jim Schwartz. Um, my other linebacker for sure, Sean Lee. I guess I could play him at Mike and uh, try to get the most out of him. I know he's always hurt, but I think this position group is probably the weakest in the division. And then for my other linebacker spot, let's cross our fingers and hope he's healthy, but Jordan Hicks, uh, when, when he's on, he's he's a good football player, a lot of range. He wins in coverage, covers ground, which I really value in my linebackers. Uh, but, you know, he's battled injuries, and so – uh, if everyone's healthy, I like that trio, but I think there's some question marks. Yeah, I am stunned you spurned former Buffalo Bill Zach Brown. Kyle. What? I saw Zach Brown go into self-preservation mode the last six games of his uh, that one year he was in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best linebacker in the league for ten weeks. Yeah. And, that, and then it was like, okay, I, he has a big chance at a payday, and that dude turtled. Yeah, he's going to get paid. I ain't getting paid well, laying I, out for a team that's I'll, – I'll stop I, there. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you were playing. I know you would. You'd be a freaking animal there on an 0-15 team. Yeah, you're That's right. what I do. I don't want yeah. freaking self-preservation linebackers. I mean, yeah, I think he's very potent linebacker, but not not for me, not on my squad. So you're jaded because of what he put on the field the last six weeks. That What year was that? That was – 20... He's been in, I think this is his second season in Washington. Yes, yeah, so 2016. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zach's, Zach's going to be one of my guys. Yes. You know what? Uh, yeah, he, he checks boxes. Okay? He's got everything you want. If he packed it in so that he could not get hurt playing for Buffalo because he wanted to go get paid somewhere else, okay. You know? He wants to play for me. I can feel uh, you, it. You like paycheck, guys. You're, you're going to have bad locker room. I don't trust you. What are the paycheck guys do I have besides Demarcus Lawrence, who you also have? Jeez, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Look, I don't like him. He quit on my team. All right, so I'm going to give Zach Brown a blank check and guarantee that we're golden. <laughs> Not going to have any motivation issues with Zach Brown. Uh, this is going to be a very different group because I'm going with a Cowboy too, but I'm going with Jalen Smith. Uh, I, I'm betting on the return. Uh, there's been some positive reports with him out of camp where he's no longer wearing this knee brace, and uh, the nerve regeneration seems to be coming along quite nicely for him after that really ugly knee injury that he suffered playing against Ohio State in the bowl game a couple years ago. It cost him to drop out of the first round. Uh, And then for my third one, I'm going with Nigel Bradham. So, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, draft a, a strong safety I can play in the box 
uh, for week one when he's uh, sitting on the bench. But Nigel Bradham, I agree, was the one that was an instant no-brainer for me when I'm looking at this, these linebacker groups uh, for who I wanted on my roster. I'm betting on the upside of Jalen Smith, and I'm betting on motivation for Zach Brown to keep him interested in what we're doing. So looking at this Eagles linebacking core for week one, they open on Thursday night uh, at home against the Atlanta Falcons. And no Nigel Bradham. Uh, so this is going to be, what, Jordan Hicks and Joe, Joe Walker. Walker. And Nathan Gary, who was a strong safety at Nebraska. That's going to be the starting three for, for the, the Eagles against pretty good rushing attack, Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman and – so yeah, luck. look look good for luck, a, look for a big game receiving for Tevin Coleman. Look for their tight ends to put up some points if you're a fantasy player, I would assume. But um, you can't really talk too much on the Eagles, obviously. You know, no, yeah, defending yeah, Super Bowl they, champions, and they they might be the um, the poster child for for those folks who say you know linebackers are just trained dogs, right? Like see ball, chase ball. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit of that, too. Uh, I think a there's bit. a really good value for a good mic and a good coverage guy. You can, Your will can be a trained dog, hence why Nathan Gary's putting your, your will spot for the Eagles. But I think oh, he wouldn't make the safety in the NFL. No. He's bulked <laughs> up, though. He, I mean, he's rocked right now. He's added some weight. He looks really good. So uh, do we want to do corners first here? Yeah. I think it's uh, your lead on that. It is my lead on this, and uh, there's going to be some upset fans here in the NFCs because there's some good options here. Uh, I'm going with Janoris Jenkins as one of my corners. And against my better judgment, Joe, I actually am going to go a direction that I know you're going to like, and I'm going to take Josh Norman as my other corner. It's my two boundary guys, Jenkins and Josh Norman. So, uh, what is there, was there something hard? Like, what was the big challenge there? Was there anybody that you – These eagle guys. Just had a heart – okay. Yeah. Sidney Jones and Ronald Darby, I'm like, man, like, Sidney's looking good in workouts, and he was my top-rated corner from last year. Him and Marshawn Lattimore were my two obvious first-round grades from that corner class. Uh, Darby had a successful year coming back from that ankle injury that he suffered early in the season. Um He's got a couple years of good tape. I think the Cowboys group is good for the scheme specifics of what they want to do, but I don't think they're the best talents in the division. Um, before I reveal mine, because you mentioned that last year was just, you had uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Sidney Jones is, is first-round grades. The defensive back year last year was just insane. Just, yeah. just, I'm going to rip yeah. off some names here. Jamal Adams, Marshawn Lattimore, Malik Hooker, Marlon Humphrey, Adoree Jackson, Gary and Conley, Trey White, Buda Baker, Sidney Jones, Marcus Williams, Jadobia Woozy, Okello Witherspoon, Shaquille Griffin. Those guys already look like they're going to be good players. Yeah. And Z- that's, I mean, Xavier Woods, bro. Xavier Woods. Uh, John Johnson. Monte Nicholson's a player. Desmond King. Yeah, it's a good group. Unbelievable, unbelievable. They need the uh, league so. needed that. Every once, in a while, every once in a while, it feels like there's like 
a draft <laughs> class for a single position group that just gives you a really nice influx of new talent. Eddie okay. Jackson. My or Sue Douglas. My man. <laughs> like, what is this? This is unbelievable. That's like the, the – I, I, that was a defining defensive back class, but yeah. uh, it's a really good group. Um, all right, so my corners. Um, Josh Norman, I still think he's a legit, true, pure number one re- corner. Really excels in zone. He can match up with the physical guys. And on the other side, Ronald Darby. Uh, he's in a contract year. I, I, he's He has some up and down. But if you could play him it, you know, a lot in man, don't have him thinking a ton. I think he thrives in man coverage, and so I like those guys as complementary skill sets. Okay, so we're we're pretty close, not yeah, too far yeah. off base. You were a little bit more comfortable with Jenkins. When Jenkins is on, he's he's outstanding. Yeah. It's just some, I think there's some up and downs to him, um, but fi- certainly a fine pick. Okay, safeties. I'd be interested to see if we have anything different here, but I'm going with Landon Collins and Malcolm Jenkins. I think Landon Collins has a little bit more upside in single high than most people think. So I did, like, initially off the bat, maybe you think there's not a lot of, like, uh, there's neither one of those is a true center fielder. But I did a lot of all 22 work on Collins for a piece that I did last year. And I came away really impressed with his ability to win in single high. So I think Collins, and he's due for a big payday. He's in a contract here. He's going to be one of the top two or three paid safeties in the NFL. And then, uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, I think everyone's familiar with what he can do, versatile player. And uh, wins in a lot of different ways, so I like the I like the versatility of that group. Yeah, we're right on base. I have those exact same two guys um, for motivations, exactly as you you put them. Uh, Byron Jones, obviously a really special athlete, but has kind of struggled to find his footing consistently at a single spot. And um, yeah, I I think you can look across this division, and I didn't think there was anybody that was especially close to challenging either one of those two guys. Is there a coaching? Can we do a coaching staff? I know we didn't yeah. like head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. I, I neither one of us prepared for it, including myself. That's why I'm just going to keep talking until I have my offensive coordinator pick. But I have my head coach and D coordinator. Um, it's Dougie P, right? Yeah, Doug, Doug Peterson's the head coach. For me, the defensive coordinator's not hard either. Jim Schwartz. Yep. Love him. Yep. Absolutely love that dude. Uh, and then offensive coordinator. <laughs> give me Pat Shermer. I'll Give him the demotion. Okay. You see, you took a different route there. Yeah, I, I had to take a loophole because I'm not taking <laughs> any of these other options. Uh, that's. I mean, yeah, if we're, if we're doing that, yeah, that's fine. I guess – I guess I'd probably pick Scott Linehan um, if I had to pick one of yeah. the actual offensive coordinators in this division. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in Philadelphia. I think whoever that offense, who is their offensive coordinator? Philadelphia Eagles. They promote Mike, some. Mike Rowe. Okay. It's really Doug Peterson, though, right? Yes. Yeah. It's Doug P. Big balls, Doug, as they say. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're, I, I agree with you. If we're demoting somebody, it's Pat Shermer. If we're picking one, it's, it's Scott Linehan. I, I guess that would probably be the same for you. You're not going to pick Mike Shula, are you? No, I'm not. Joe, I wanted to you know, Mike. Sh- yeah. go, go ahead. Quick Mike Shula take. Remember, he's like he's like three seasons removed from being the offensive coordinator for the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Yeah. But, so. yeah, you can have him. 
Joe, I wanted to follow up with you on this defensive back group because I had my producer while you were talking pull up my big board from 2017. And in the top 50, I had 14 corners and safeties. In my top 100, I had 20 corners and safeties. So I think that's a testament to the, uh, the, the talent that came through in this draft class. To have 14 of the top 50 were defensive backs. And you, I don't even think you mentioned a guy like Jabril Peppers, did you? Who has, who I, you has potential. I know. I skipped right over him. I, I did. Uh, I even skipped over Kevin King. I skipped over Marcus May. Cordray Tankersley. Uh, yeah. I didn't say Justin Evans. I mean, Josh Jones, I didn't say. I didn't say Jacobia <laughs> Woozy. This is – I mean, I was just trying not to – Dude, I was trying not to be ridiculous with it, but the, – The longer and longer the list gets, the more impressive it is. Even like uh, DeMonte KZ, he's, he's yeah. playing some uh, safety end corner over there in Atlanta. I mean, oh, man, it's, it's, it's a – and it's only one year into this thing. There's some guys that didn't do much this past year that have a chance to – to be contributors, guys like Corn Elder, Tease Tabor, uh, Tease Tabor, Quincy right, Cam Wilson. Sutton's kind of carving out a, a role. Quincy Nilsson's the number one corner in Indianapolis going into the season. Oh man, it's it's just it's a loaded group. Even Howard Wilson. I know we shouldn't talk about Howard Wilson because you know it does to me. Yeah. But... <laughs> Jack Tocho, right? I liked him. Yeah, he he had good tape. Rayshon Jenkins too, from Miami. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that LA secondary is so good. Um, so I think he's going to have to be like the third guy. But... Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at my ranks right now, and it's it was a great, great year, defining year for for defensive backs. So what is there thirty? I mean, up. really, is there thirty good ones? There's probably. <laughs> What? There's more than there's more than twenty. Unbelievable. More than twenty for sure, no question. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, I love him. Fabian Moreau. I remember after I watched his tape. You remember that moment? Yeah. You had already done his film. We don't. We we, we try not to talk about guys all that much until we've both yeah. seen them for our final evaluation. I know you had done Marlon Humphrey, so I didn't know what you were thinking. And then I watched the tape. I said, dude. Why aren't we talking about Marlon Humphrey as one of the best corners in this class? And we kind of just were like, yes, <laughs> confirmation. This dude's a star. Yeah, yeah. He's so, I, I was bite, biting my tongue real hard waiting for you to talk, waiting for you to get, get through him because I loved his tape. Oh, physical. So freaking physical. Yeah. Love that. He can run. All right. So this, this was, by and large, we're on the same page. We had a different corner. We had two different linebackers. We had the exact same defensive line. So we have five different players out of 22 on the My Ultimate for the NFC. Uh, offense and defense? Five combined offense and defense. That's – oh, wow. I felt like there was more. Wait, no, six. Oh. Six. Because we're different on we one, one, one corner and two yeah. linebackers were different. And then we had slot receiver and two offensive linemen. So three on both sides of the ball. Yes. Okay. Say, say great minds think alike, I'll take it, you know. By and large, yeah. similar teams, just different preferences in a couple of spots. I think the real difference in the pendulum swing is Nelson Aguilar 
over Jameson Crowder. I think that definitely gives me the better team. No, I, for me, it's Travis Frederick. I mean, that, I don't want to crap on Jason Kelsey because he's probably one of the best centers in the league. But oh, Travis Frederick. Here we go. Oh. Here yeah. we go. Why don't you wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's go ahead and put a bow on this. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's My Ultimate NFC East edition of the Draft Dudes. Uh, make sure you throw us that subscription and a five-star review on iTunes as we prompt from you. Uh, you will be able to find out where we are going in the very near future. We'll have a tease, uh, actually a formal announcement, at the beginning of next week. So we're really excited to deliver that news to you as far as where we're going to be uh, with our content and, and our analysis for the v- very long-term future, uh, which we're, we are just super stoked about. And, uh, Joe, I guess we can kind of let the cat out of the bag here in one regard and, and spoil it for everyone to say that you and I are sticking together. The gang is uh, – there's, there's no divorce of the Beatles here. You know, we, we are all going to be rocking together, so we're excited about that. Uh, you can find us on social media. Joe is at the Joe Marino on Twitter. And I am at, this is going to be so weird, first time announcing it, at Grinding the Tape, which I think is a very on-brand message for me, is it not? And, and it's, you've taken a lot of heat for it, too. I mean, Ben Solak had a problem with it. Uh, people, look, there was more. There was more. There was people, like three people. Like middle school type sense of humors that just couldn't. <laughs> Uh, Joe, are yeah. you going to be humping the film? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what is this? Could could you? Could you do that for a day? Just change it to, to humping the film? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I, figured I, I figured I'd try. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, so I'm at grinding the tape. Because it's, it's the best thing in the world that you could ever do. When in doubt, just grind some tape. Uh, Joe is at the Joe Marino on Twitter. So hit us up. Let us know uh, who you would have picked differently than us. Uh, we are going to be working our way through the series, but we have had a couple of listeners recommend some really intriguing show ideas for us as well. So if you have any of those you want to get in on the action, uh, you can reach us there as well. Stay tuned. Early next week we'll be letting you know where our future home is going to be, which we are very, very excited to share with each and every one of you. Thank you guys for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will catch up with you all again soon. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.